Daniel chapter 6 this evening, Daniel chapter 6. Y'all glad to be here tonight? It's good to see everyone, good to see this good crowd on Sunday evening. Uh, in the middle of summer, everything going on, we have people out of town like crazy. Everybody's here, there, and yonder. But thank you for your faithfulness and your dedication to the Lord and to His church. Uh, I want to thank you for the comments of this morning. Uh, a lot of people kind of ask, you know, if there was something wrong or, uh, and yeah, <laughs> uh, I've got a heavy, heavy, heavy heart, uh, and we need to stay in prayer for our country. Uh, we need to stay in prayer for the need of revival. Uh, we need to stay stirred as Christians. Uh, we got to wake up. And uh, and we we're, we we got to do something. And I know Jesus is the solution. And we got to do anything and everything we can to get him out to this lost and dying world. And so I want to encourage you to get behind the Bible. Let's get together. Let's get behind the Lord. And let's continue to carry out the Great Commission. Let's preach the gospel that he entrusted us to preach. And uh, let's go take it out. I love what Paul said. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And, uh, child of God, we shouldn't be ashamed of it tonight. I want to talk to you about consistent faith. Having consistent faith. Uh, faith is not always convenient. Having faith in God is not always convenient. Sometimes it would be a lot easier, we think, or a lot simpler, our flesh would tell us, uh, by sacrificing our faith and putting it to the side sometimes. Uh, because faith is not always Convenient, but as a child of God, we must learn to be consistent in our faith. A lot of people talk about, talk about great faith, having deep faith. Friend, faith is faith. But one thing that we need to know about faith is our faith in the Lord needs to be consistent. It needs to be an everyday thing. And in the book of Proverbs, the Lord told us to trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, to lean not into thine own understanding. When things don't make sense, we still trust in the Lord. When we look at things and we can't understand it and it doesn't make sense to us, we're still, we are to still trust in the Lord regardless of what goes on around us. That is what consistent faith involves. We look at Daniel chapter 6 and we look at a man that was consistent in his faith. Daniel went through a lot of hardships. Daniel went through a lot of trials simply because he was a child of God. He lived in a godless society. He lived in a pagan world that wanted to strip his belief system, that wanted to take away what he believed about God from him. They wanted to take away his worship. They wanted to take away his prayer life. They wanted to take everything away. And if Daniel was going to satisfy God and if Daniel was going to continue his walk with the Lord, he was going to have to have consistent faith. If we are going to continue on as God's people, our faith is going to have to be consistent. If we're going to be effective in this lost and dying world, we're going to have to have consistent faith. Even when we don't want to, even when it's not convenient, we got to wake up every day and place our faith and trust in the Lord. When it don't make sense, we need to place our faith and trust in the Lord. When we can't explain everything, we've got to put our faith and trust in the Lord. 
Daniel chapter 6 and verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom a hundred and twenty princes which should be over the whole kingdom over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first that the princes might give accounts unto them and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Isn't that amazing? Verse 5, it said, Then since these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Boy, that's pretty awesome when the world sees the faith. When the lost man sees the, the depth of the faith and the consistent faith. said in verse 6, Then the presidents and the princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall, uh, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house in his windows, being open into his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the faith of this man. Lord, I pray that you would help us to have this kind of faith, Lord. I pray, Lord, that our faith in you would be consistent. Lord, I pray that it would be an everyday faith. I pray regardless of the persecution, regardless of the trials, the tribulation, the situation around us, I pray, Lord, that we would be consistent in our faith. Lord, bless the reading of Your Word. Lord, give me what I stand in need of to preach Your Word tonight. Give us a good business meeting later, Lord. And for all of this we do, may it bring You honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Having faith is not always convenient. But one thing about our faith, as I said at the beginning, it must be consistent. Every day, waking up, placing our trust in faith in God. If we, as God's people, are going to survive the world and society in which we live, and friend, as we go forward, it's going to get worse. The, the Scripture's being fulfilled. The prophecy around us is being fulfilled. And friend, things around us are bad and it's going to get worse. We must learn to be consistent in our faith. We must learn every day to wake up and regardless of the situations, we're going to put it in the hands of the Lord. Regardless of what society's doing, we're going to put it in the hands of the Lord. Parents, we got to learn how to be consistent in our faith. Amen? Mamas, daddies, husbands, wives, we need to learn... To be consistent in our faith. Not just when it's convenient. Not just when you can publicly make an example. Not just when you can put on a show. But be consistent in your faith 
every single day. Hey, don't be as the uh, as the Pharisees, okay? Don't 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 be in this business to put on a show for God. Have genuine faith. Be consistent in your faith, whether there's a crowd watching you or if there's nobody watching you. Be consistent in your faith. Be consistent in your faith, whether you're at church or you're at the job. Be consistent in your faith if you're in Sunday school or you're at a ball game. Be consistent in your faith. If you go to the hunting camp, be consistent in your faith. If you go to the store, be consistent in your faith. Friend, we must put on the Lord Jesus. And every day we must trust Him and walk in the faith that we have in Him. We read the story of a man by the name of Daniel who we know is in Babylon and was taken away into Babylon. And he was going through all of these hardships as a child of God. And he had already suffered persecution for being a child of God. And now uh, I want us to notice the person here of Daniel. Notice verse 3. I want us to know some things about him because of his faith. The Bible said in verse 3, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. Now this is a Hebrew man, okay? Living in a Gentile world. And the Bible said that he was preferred above the presidents and the princes. And the reason here is because an excellent spirit was in him. This means that the spirit excelled in Daniel. When every time the Bible says that there was an excellent spirit in him, it simply means that the spirit of God excelled in that individual. That means that individual was so spirit-filled that all the things of putting on as a Christian you could see in that person. That simply means that he submitted himself fully to the morals, to the laws, to the commandments of a holy and righteous God. Okay? The Spirit excelled in him. There was an excellent Spirit. I'll tell you what. You don't have to stay around somebody very long to really know where they stand with the Lord. It doesn't take long in conversation with somebody to know if they truly love God. It doesn't take long to know if somebody is a real, true, genuine Christian or, or a phony Christian. It doesn't take long to find if somebody is consistent in their faith. I'll tell you what, it's amazing that a lot of times there's a lot of people, and as Christians, we get this way where we become double-minded, we become double-tongued. And friend, that's not a good thing to be. We need to be consistent in our faith regardless of who we're around. Amen? Regardless of the group we're around, regardless where we are, we must be consistent. And this man, everywhere he went, there was an excellent spirit that followed him, that was with him. And everybody that was around him said, you know what, there is something different about this guy. And his spirit was sweet, his spirit was soft, his spirit was loving. The love of God was shown in this man every single day. That he was preferred above everybody else in the kingdom because everybody wanted to be around this man because this man was a genuine man. He was who he was. And he wasn't going to lie. He wasn't going to be a hypocrite. He was who he was. And who was he? He was a child of God. And he wasn't afraid to be who he was. So many times today, it appears that we try to impress people. We try to put on these shows. Friend, I want to encourage you tonight 
that if you're a child of God, be who you are. And be who you are all the time. Be consistent in your person. Be consistent in who you are. If you're going to be a certain way here, go out these doors and be the same way out there. Amen? That's what we need to be as God's people. And when you go home and you're that kind of parent, go to work with that same spirit. Don't be a hypocrite. Hey, I've been there. We've all been there, haven't we? We've acted this way towards this group, and we acted this way towards this group, and we go to all these different groups. Friend, the, the Bible calls that double-minded, calls it double-tongued. Friend, we can't be that person. And everybody was, was kind of lowered when Daniel was around because his spirit was excellent. And he was who he was. And he didn't apologize for being who he was. He never said, I'm sorry that I'm a child of God. Friend, it wasn't popular to be a child of God in the life and society that he lived in. But he was proud to be who he was, and he didn't apologize for it. If you can't amen that, something's wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you, we need more Christians to be consistent in their faith. Friend, don't ever apologize or be ashamed for who you are. Be who you are all the time. Be who you are all the time. Don't put on a show for anybody. This man was so consistent. Notice what it said in verse 4. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Isn't that unbelievable? They dug... They did anything and everything that they could to find uh, offense against this man, but they could not find it. Why? Because he was so consistent in his faith. He was so faithful and so loyal to righteous living that they could not come up with anything to put on him to destroy him. Friend, let me tell you something. This world wants to destroy us. And the greater example and witness you are in this lost and dying world, the devil and lost society will attack you. And they will do anything and everything that they can to destroy you. And you slip up one time, and brother, they're happy. They're satisfied. You can spend 30 years building a reputation for the Lord, and you can lose it all in, in one moment, in one phrase, in one sentence, in one act, Friend, you can lose it all. And the world is going to be happy about it. Because the world is looking to point a finger at us. You've heard it, I've heard it. Oh, they've been preaching to us all these years and look at them. They're just hypocrites. But you know what? These men looked at the life of Daniel and they tried to do that and they tried to do that. But he was so consistent in his faith. They couldn't find fault against him. They couldn't find error again. Isn't that unbelievable? Man, I'll tell you what. Brother Allen, you wouldn't have to look long in my life to find error and fault. <laughs> it wouldn't take you long to look in my life and find fault in me. Friend, I'll tell you, we need to be more consistent in our faith. Because this world is watching. You know why we need to be consistent? Because this world is waiting for us to fall. And guess what? When you fall, they're going to rub it in your face. Be consistent. Be consistent. If you're going to live for the Lord today, live for Him tonight too. You're going to live for Him at the church house, live for Him at the home house. Amen? If you're going to live for Him at the church house, live for Him at the deer camp. If you're going to live for Him here, live for Him at, at, at work. 
and at school. Live for Him everywhere. Be consistent in your faith. They, they tried. Man, they did anything and everything they could to destroy this man. They couldn't. Why? Because he was so consistent. Now, I want you to notice verse 10. If you're with me, say amen. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house in his windows, being opened in this chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Now, if you go back and you look in verse 5 through verse uh, 9, we find where these men that could not find fault in him simply changed the law of the land to throw this man off. Because they knew if he was faithful to anybody, it was going to be God. And if they were going to throw him off at all, they were going to have to betray the laws of the God that he served. And so they said, well, let's just change the law. Friend, may I tell you that we're living in that same kind of society where they say, you know what, we have tried and tried and tried, so let's just change the law a little bit to prevent them from praying and talking and serving and worshiping the God that they adore so much. And that's basically what they did to Daniel. And friend, it's happening to us today. Let's just change the law. That's exactly what they did. Let's just change the law so that he can't call out to him anymore. And so they made this law. And you know what Daniel did? He went and he prayed. He went against the law of the land. Why? Because he was consistent in his faith. He didn't care what the law of the land said because he knew what the law of his God said. And let me tell you something. We need to follow the law of the land. But if it comes to a place and a time where we have to choose, we must always follow the law of God before we follow the law of the land. Always. We must please God before we please Caesar. Okay? And this is what happened. And they basically said, well, we'll throw this law on him. He said... I'm going to go pray. He opened that door towards Jerusalem. Oh, he longed for Jerusalem. Oh, he longed to be back in that place of promise. Oh, he longed to be there. Friend, this man was consistent in his faith. Now, I want you to notice what it said in verse 10. And gave, at the very end, and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. This wasn't anything new. He didn't say, well, they, they passed this law against me and my faith, and so I'm going to stand up and I'm going to put on a show. That, friend didn't, that, that man didn't do that. He did what he did every single day. He was consistent in his faith. The Bible said that he did that a fourth time. That means that he consistently went into his house three times a day and prayed towards Jerusalem. How many people today, when things and issues get heated up, they want to put on Christianity for a little while to try to make a bold statement? Well, this world trying to tell us. This world trying to tell us. Ain't been to church in six months. <laughs> ain't, you know, we, we ain't done nothing for the Lord in years, but this, this uh, law is going to come in and tell us we can't worship Jesus? Half the people throwing a fit about the laws against us now don't worship Him anyway. <laughs> Hello? This man was consistent. He wasn't there to put on a show. He wasn't there to prove a point. He wasn't there to, to say, hey, I can do what I want to. He was doing what he did every single day of his life, and that was pray to his God, and that was to worship him in spirit and in truth. I want you to know this man was consistent. Did he go to, did he go to make a precedence? Did he go to make a scene? No, he went because he went every day. 
He prayed every single day. Friend, that is consistent faith. Boy, I wish I was that consistent in my faith to the Lord. Man, how awesome that is. Now, I want to read this and we're going to be done. This man was so faithful. He was so consistent in his faith. And friend, when you are consistent in your faith, you will face persecution as he did. He faced the persecution of the men. He faced the persecution of the law. And here in a minute, he's fixing to face the persecution of the lies. Persecution can come in many forms. It can be anything or anyone that attempts to pull us away from the Lord. Anything that attacks our faith, anything that attacks our relationship with God is persecution. Friend, these men persecuted him for his faith. He was so consistent in his faith, and they said, we're going to throw him off. I want you to notice verse 16. And I'm just, it's just shouting ground here. I mean, if it's all right, we're just going to get excited in the Lord, okay? We're just going to smile about how good and how big and how great God is, okay? Let's just enjoy the person of God for a little bit. Notice Daniel 6 and verse 16. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, He will deliver thee. Friend, you won't talk about faith. The Gentiles, seeing the faith that this man had, and they believed so much in his faith that they knew the God that he served would deliver him. That's pretty awesome. Notice verse 17. And the stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. The king sealed it with his own signet, with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and the sleep went from him. Then the king rose very early in the morning and went in haste into the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Isn't this awesome? Here's this king who was lost, this Gentile king. But he thought so much of this man because he was consistent in his faith. But friend, he would, he would be seen as a weak king if he didn't follow the law that he signed into effect. And so he had to go through this. And so he cast him into the, the den of lions. But this man was sick. <laughs> this man loved Daniel so much. His spirit was so great that the king fell in love with him. And it made Daniel, or the king sick. That Daniel was in this situation. And he goes and he, he cries out, Daniel, servant of the living God. Isn't that awesome for a Gentile king to, to, to say something, to make a statement of the servant of the living God is like God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Notice, notice this. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. I could just imagine the crying and the weeping of this king. And he comes. And he's thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what have I done? What have I done? Oh, Daniel, you're still down there. Oh, Daniel, you've cried for years about this God. Oh, is that God able to deliver you? Has that God delivered you? And then he cries out, oh, King, live forever. Friend, let me tell you something. He wasn't put in a den with teddy bears. Hello? He was put in a den with real live lions that was hungry, that wanted to devour him, and God took his... Well, let's just keep reading. I'm, I'm going too far. My God, in verse 2, has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth. 
that they have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then the king was exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. And he believed in his God every single day of his life. He lived like he believed in God. He acted like he believed in God. He prayed like he believed in God. And every day he believed in God. And when the persecution came, the power of God was upon his life. Because Daniel was consistent in his faith. And friend, God was consistent in his promise. God was consistent in His power. There was power over the adversary. There was power over the adversity. There was power over what was going on in the life of Daniel. And any time you place your faith in God, you are opening up the power of God upon your life. Friend, be consistent. Why? Because God is consistent. God is consistent. And in this life moving forward, we need to be consistent in our faith. Are we going to face persecution? Absolutely. But friend, may I tell you, as God did, people act like today that God's dead. Even Christians sometimes. We, act, we talk about God's power in the past tense. Oh, God used to do awesome things. Man, I'll tell you, God used to be awesome. Jesus Christ the same to yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't that what the Bible says? <laughs> He's the same God. His power is as real today as the day He sent that angel to shut the mouth of the lion. Friend, that's the living God that we serve. God is a force. God is a power. That word power in the Greek comes from that Greek word dynamo, which is dynamite. The power of God is like dynamite. It is a force that nobody can stop. It is something that society and humanity cannot do anything with. Because that's our God. And that power is unleashed in our life when we have faith. Faith unlocks the power of God. So if we do it every day, what does that mean? The power of God will be in our life every day. Be consistent. Be consistent. Listen, don't ever apologize for being who you are. Be consistent in the Lord. You know I battle this sometimes. Society's changing, ways are changing, things are changing. But you know what I told Lacey the other day? I hear all the time, old preacher, you preach too hard. Old preacher, you preach too loud. But you know that's who I am. That's who I am. And it's a lot different than, you know, the modern day preacher. But that's who I am. And I'm not going to apologize for being who I am. And, and I've learned the hard way that I can't go put on a show because I'm not like other preachers. I don't have to be like other preachers. I've got to be exactly who God wants me to be. And I remember when I started seminary, y'all remember Brother Don McCormick? Boy, I thought, boy, I want to be just like Brother Don McCormick. Boy, I want to be like Billy Graham. I'll never forget when I went to Spring Hill, Louisiana, this woman come out over and over and over. She said, you're going to be the next Billy Graham. Boy, it puffed my chest out. Boy, I thought I was somebody. A friend of mine preached there one time, and I was there visiting. Went in, and I was up there in the foyer. She come out, and she said, Brother Nick, you're going to be the next Billy Graham. I, I thought, you devil. You know, I thought I was going to be the next Billy Graham. 
But I tried to impersonate preachers. God told me one day, son, be who I called you to be. Just be who you are in me. Be who you are. Not just here, but in all the world. Everywhere you go, be who you are. Don't ever apologize for it. And you do that, and you're going to see the power of God unleashed in your life. Let's stand. Very quiet, very reverent. We're going to have a hymn of invitation. Brother Norman, you come. We're going to have a hymn tonight. These altars are open. If you need to come and pray, if you need to make a public decision, I want to invite you to do that this evening. Maybe you've been consistent in your faith. Maybe you do change when you walk out these doors. I hope and pray you'd get that right tonight. I hope and pray that that would change this evening. As I mentioned this morning, man, I'm just so heavy-hearted. Just so heavy-hearted. Child of God, let's continue to pray. Let's pray for our country. Let's pray for our president. Let's pray for this election. Let's pray for Dallas. Let's pray for the families involved. It's sad. And you know, like me, it's not slowing down. It's just an increasing. Friend, let's pray. Let's pray for revival. Let's pray for an awakening. If you need to be saved tonight, would you come down? Let me show you how to be saved. What page? And number 399. 399. As we sing tonight, you come.